business class listeners. It is Friday, April 9th. Welcome to Wisco Weekly. Happy Friday, y'all. Happy Friday. Welcome to another episode of Wisco Weekly. I'm your host, Dennis Wisco. In the background, you're hearing Jiva Alon. Jiva Alon from Israel. And this is the song Happy Trails. This is just a nice acoustic mix. I mean, listen to this. It's pretty badass. You know, I don't want to... I don't want to spoil anything, but... There's definitely some conversations I'm having about some of the artists that I'm featuring and some of them that may be doing a live performance sooner or later. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. Stay tuned. Be sure you are subscribed to the show. Be sure you follow me on Instagram. I think that's the best way to follow me. Or LinkedIn. LinkedIn, Instagram, the two best outlets to follow myself and Whisker Weekly in general. But yes... There will be some live performances coming up here soon, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be pretty damn cool. Anyhow, business class listeners, today on the show, we're going to cover Metro Miles' earnings call, which occurred a little bit, maybe about a week and a half ago now. So you're going to be hearing from Dan Preston, who is the CEO of Metro Mile. And also their chief accounting officer, Lindsay Lesovich. Now, what's interesting about Metro Mile and something I just came across is, so Dan Preston is the CEO. He's not the founder. And if I were to look up who the founder is, there's two people that are listed as the founder. One is David Friedberg and the other is Stephen Pretre. P-R-E-T-R-E. I think that's French. P-R-E-T-R-E. Stephen Pretre? Pretre? I don't know. Anyhow, they are listed as the founders, but even more specifically, if I were to look at their LinkedIn pages, David is the only one that is actually listed, or he's the only one that, between them, that lists Metro Mile as, as one of his work experiences and also that he's a founder and chairman. So... I don't actually know the full story of Metro Mile. I, I actually really do want to know the story, how it was concocted in a laboratory, more or less. It does seem like David and Steve are serial entrepreneurs, and they've definitely had some successful exits in their life. And so one thing just led to another, led to another. They founded Metro Mile. That went public. They got a nice windfall of money. So anyhow, that's a little bit about the founders. But as we move on to Metro Mile earnings call, there's a few things, there's a few clips I'm going to share with you with regards to their earnings call. Before I do, though, this is a message to all of my female business class listeners. Okay, are you listening, female business class listeners? I can't stress enough to you how important it is, at least. Once a year, once a year, for you to take a look at any retirement accounts that you have. It is pretty obvious to me that most of us who have some sort of retirement account, especially 
if you do work for an employer and you have a 401k or a 403b, usually when you first signed up with the company, you probably said, okay, I want to contribute X amount of dollars per month to my retirement account. And then you pretty much never touched it after that. I know that was me 10 years ago or so. But I can't stress enough how important it is for you to know where your money is going. And I'm not saying you have to be fanatical about it like I am now. But that's why I do these particular episodes when I talk about earnings calls so that you actually have an idea of what's going out there in the marketplace. And the reason why I think it's important for you to actually check your accounts at least once a year is be more involved with how those funds get invested. You're kind of limited. You're limited on how you can choose the, the types of um, you know, investments. You can't really pick individual stocks. You're basically picking you know, mutual funds or you're, pick, you're, you're, you're picking these institutional funds. And those have ratings that are perhaps either aggressive or conservative. And you may want to change those every now and then. Why? Because I think in this world of social justice, there is definitely the one avenue of having regulation change the world, change our society, shape our society. But then there's the other part of, let's just say the free market side of it, but even more so, it is the capital markets. It's the fact that there are these companies that are out there that you can support if you believe that that is the kind of social change you want to see. And you can have the market shape what that future looks like. So you don't, again, have to check your retirement accounts every month, every day, but definitely once a year, take a look at what you're investing in. Take a look at all the different companies that fund is investing in and see if it matches up with some of the, your own values on how you want to contribute money into this world. Okay, so let's get to Metro Mile earnings call. We're going to start with the clip from Dan Preston. Dan Preston is going to share with us the, if anything, actually, if you're not familiar with Metro Mile, this is a great way for you to know about Metro Mile, what they're all about. Again, they came public via a SPAC. And that happened, I think, in November. Let me double check here. Correct. So they went public via a SPAC back in November. And they opened up or they closed the market that day, trading right at about, they closed at $11.19. It's been fluctuating. It got to their 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 share price got as high to about twenty dollars, and this was back in February. But it's definitely dropped, and it's hovering right in that nine to ten dollar range. The Bollinger Band is right at about one to two dollars, one dollar to two yeah one dollar two dollars. That's a fair Bollinger Band width on on this particular stock. So. Metro Mile is a company that has been introduced, that's they've pioneered 
the pay-per-mile insurance. And I think what's important is to hear about their value proposition, to hear how they define themselves. And Dan Preston, giving his first earnings call, does a great job of describing who Metro Mile is. And so I want to share that with you so you're familiar with who they are. Then we'll even break this down a little bit more because especially if you're an aspiring entrepreneur and you're looking to define who you are, you can actually learn some really good lessons on how Metro Mile has been able to craft their narrative. So this is Dan Preston, the CEO of Metro Mile on their first earnings call. The newly public company, I think it would be helpful to spend a few minutes providing some additional context about our business and what makes Metro Mile's platform and product unique to our customers and how those same advantages lead to shareholder value creation. In short, we started Metro Mile in 2011 to make the $250 billion auto insurance industry fairer for, for drivers. The catalyst for this is that as people and phones become more connected, the world is rapidly digitizing, creating enormous opportunity to fundamentally rebuild products and services that better serve customers. The opportunity in auto insurance is straightforward. Nearly two-thirds of drivers in the United States drive less than half the miles get paid the same fixed rate as one-third of drivers who drive the most and get into most of the accidents. This fundamentally unfair proposition led us to build pay-per-mile insurance, which today allows customers to save 47% a year on average by paying for the miles they actually drive. Fast forward to today, and Metro Miles is at the forefront of digitizing auto insurance entirely, as a data science company using technology and telematics as the foundation to build insurance from the ground up. By moving away from proxies to assess groupings or classes of drivers, we are able to make insurance real-time, personalized, and fair. We're ending the era of fixed-price auto insurance and doing it in a way that supports drivers every day. So this is a great description of Metro Mile. Dan first gives you the hypothesis, not even talking about Metro Mile yet, giving you the hypothesis that there this is a $250 billion industry, auto insurance industry, and there are more people and devices that are now connected. And so the hypothesis is because there are more people and more devices connected, they can completely restructure how normal products and services are currently offered. And specifically in their case, how insurance is offered to drivers, to licensed drivers. He then goes on to give you the the problem solution scenario, right, which is essentially creating the opportunity. The opportunity that exists for them is the fact that there are drivers that are paying the same amount of insurance per month that a high mileage driver would pay. Let me rephrase that. A high mileage driver would pay the same amount of insurance that a low mileage driver would pay, right? So he does give this hypothesis. He gives you what the opportunity is out there. He demonstrates some of the evidence and a slight update on their business. And then the other thing that I do like is that he does use particular keywords, right? Pay per mile. That's a keyword. That's a buzzword for them. That's, that's a keyword they're trying to dominate in Google search rankings. Data science, another buzzword. Personalization, fixed price, telematics. These are all great 
buzzwords and keywords that are necessary to communicate where they compete, who their company is, what they do, right? So I thought that was actually just a great description of a company. You can definitely learn a thing or two from that particular uh, description that Dan just uh, said. So if you want replay that particular clip and you can get a little bit of guidance on how maybe you could formulate your own description about your business. Okay, so now we go on to the highlights of 2020. And so this is what Dan has to say. Let me take a minute to discuss some of our highlights from 2020. We ended 2020 with 92,635 policies in force, growth of 5% year end 2019 despite the pandemic. As I just noted, despite the reduction in driving in 2020, our margins expanded. Our accident year loss ratio of 57.4% for the full year of 2020 was a 1,830 basis point improvement in 2019. This improvement results in year-over-year price improvements, advantages from our per-mile and behavioral pricing model, enhanced fraud detection using our proprietary claims platform, and maintaining our discipline testing and profitable segments. We also made significant progress by the end of 2020 to reduce future servicing expenses. Through successful renegotiations, we were able to significantly lower our data costs for each new Pulse device installed moving forward. The Pulse is the device our customers plug into their car's OBD2 port to accurately count their miles. Until OEM connectivity becomes more prevalent, we believe Pulse devices continue to be the most accurate way to collect data and ensure the best overall customer experience. Further, by the end of 2020, we estimate that incremental servicing expense for each marginal new policy sold has been reduced to approximately 9%. We expect to see the benefits from these cost reductions in 2021. And as we further, further scale our policies in force in future years, our overall servicing expenses should begin to better reflect our marginal costs. Buoyed by our long loss ratio, we generated full year 2020 accident year contribution profit of $18.4 million and an accident year contribution margin of 18.1%. Because accident year contribution margin represents the best estimate of the profitability of the enforced portfolio, this is the financial measure we use to estimate the lifetime value of a customer. Okay, lots of terminologies that were thrown around there. First off, with regards to the Pulse device, so I am a MetroMile user. I am also an investor. The Pulse device is definitely something that I was very reluctant to install in both of my cars, but I've now since installed both of them in my cars. Naturally, the reluctance comes in the fact that your car is being tracked. Then there can bring up all sorts of other issues, such as your car now being hacked over the air, right? Um, and it doesn't help either where... In certain states like Oregon, Colorado, and then even Pete Buttigieg has now finally been introduced to this idea of a vehicle mileage tax or vehicle miles traveled and then hence associating a tax with that. Well, how do you, how can the government tax you based on your mileage? Well, you either have to download an app to your phone or you use a dongle or what is also known as a, the Pulse device, or that's what MetroMile specifically calls it, the Pulse device. It's just a, it's a, it's a little, I don't know, plug that goes into, you know, usually it's, it's right underneath the steering wheel, right to kind of above the, the brakes and the gas area. So right in that area, you plug in a, this device 
this Pulse device, and then it all of a sudden, when you download the app, all the information from your car gets tracked and it reports back on your phone and you can see the location of where you drive. You can see your gas level. You can see your battery level. So that type of tracking has always been, you know, a, a kind of a big reluctance for me, but I just, I bit the bullet and I said, okay, let's just do it anyway. And I don't, it doesn't feel awkward entirely, but I definitely see this kind of being one of the big thresholds on how Metro Mile can grow or how fast they can grow. Again, they had about 90, was it 96,000, 92,000 policies in force. So essentially 92,000 customers that are currently active. And to put this in perspective, Allstate, I believe it was Allstate. Oh yeah, Allstate. They have 21 millions, 21 million policies in force. Geico has 28 million. So there is a huge market share out there that Metro Mile can attract. The only thing is trying to get individuals, trying to get prospects to install that Pulse device and track their cars is definitely a big hurdle. But he is absolutely right. If and when people do install that, and if there is an accident, there is no better way that exists than to pull data off of that Pulse device and be able to track the mileage that the, the miles per hour that occurred right before the accident. It can track the torque sensing of the steering wheel. So if you did steer hard left or right, that will be reported through the telematic system. And the reason why all this becomes important is if you consider the case, if you've been following the Tiger Woods case, for instance, Hyundai and the, uh, let's see, what was that? It was the GV80. He was, Tiger Woods was driving the G, Hyundai, or I'm sorry, it was the Genesis, the Genesis GV80. The, the LA County Sheriff's Department pulled the telematics from the car to say that Tiger, the reason why Tiger Woods got into this car accident was because he was driving excessively. This allows insurance companies to better assess the damage and to pay more accurately for those losses. And that's exactly what Metro Mile is doing. That's where when Dan says that they're a company founded on data science, this is where you get to really take some of the micro transactions, the micro data and really make sense of it all. And this is where you can start to institute something like a pay-per-mile insurance program. So there's another thing that Dan talks about here, and that is the accident year contribution and how this accident year contribution is their best estimate of profitability for the company. Now, this accident year contribution is something that you want to ensure that your premiums cover the cost of accidents. So if I'm paying a monthly premium and within a given year I get into an accident, the money that I've paid, the premium that I've paid throughout the year, is that enough to cover the accident? If yes, then there is profit to the company. Right. If I'm if if in a given year I've paid out, 
I don't know, let's say $2,000 worth of insurance premiums, but I also get into an accident in the same year and then the insurance company pays out $1,000, well, they've then still made $1,000 for my premiums, even though they had to pay $1,000 for the accident. So in 2020, especially due to the miles, the vehicle miles traveled of users having declined, they did see a profit from this accident year contribution, right? They had more premium money than accidents that they had to pay out. Now, there is a certain parameter with insurance companies that's, you know, generally if you're a healthcare insurer, you're, you generally, your ratio of your premiums to accidents is a lot higher so, you know, you could get to the point where you're almost one-to-one, -one. maybe you're even taking a loss, but if you're taking a loss, you know, at some point you're not a sustainable business. So you got to figure out a way to ensure that your premiums are more than your accidents. So that accident year contribution to MetroMile is a KPI, a key performance indicator for them, and it's a proxy that tells them how well is the business doing? Okay, so let's move on to clip three. Clip three is going to be, this is where Lindsay Alexovich will report on the actual numbers of their fourth quarter direct earned premium and the policies that are enforced. This is Lindsay Alexovich. For the fourth quarter, we generated direct earned premium of $25.6 million a 5% increase from the prior year period. At the end of the quarter and the year, we had 92,635 policies in force, a 5% increase from the end of 2019. Accident quarter losses for the fourth quarter of 2020 were $14.5 million, leading to an accident quarter loss ratio of 56.9%, a 26.9 point improvement compared to the prior year period. Accident quarter loss adjustment expense, or LAE, was $2.5 million, leading to an accident quarter LAE ratio of 9.8%, which was 50 basis points improvement from the fourth quarter of 2019. Going forward, we highlight accident period loss and loss adjustment expense as they represent the ultimate expected loss in LAE from accidents incurred in that period. This is a critical figure to measure current policy profitability as it represents the enforced pricing model and current claims experience, as opposed to including fluctuations from prior periods which may not be indicative of current operating practices. In order to determine accident period loss in LAE, we consider the total value of claims in the accident period, along with an estimate of the value of all unreported claims for that period. Each quarter, we reassess our estimates for all accident periods back to when we purchased our carrier in 2016. Therefore, prior accident periods may experience favorable or unfavorable development that doesn't reflect the current state of our pricing model and claims handling procedures. For the full year 2020, accident year losses were $57.3 million compared to $77.4 million in the prior year. Accident year loss ratio for 2020 was 57.4%, a 1,830 basis point improvement from 2019, with the improvement primarily due to better pricing, enhanced fraud detection, and a reduction in miles driven during 2020. Okay, so now we have more insight into the accident year loss ratio. 
And while MetroMile is still running a deficit in this department, it has improved greatly. And yes, a lot of it may be or is attributed to driving less. However, I think one of the things that I'm starting to see about MetroMile is they are being better business operators. And whereas once before, during their startup days, they incurred these very high costs. Now they're starting to wane their costs down and getting it down to a more manageable level. And I think that's what we're starting to see here. I think that MetroMile is becoming a better, they're becoming better business operators looking to now manage their income and expenses much better these days. I mean, I guess it's just, it's as simple as that. And if you were to hear the entire earnings call, these are some of the key points that were subtly mentioned of how, yes, they are still running a deficit. They're still negative. However, year over year, they're getting better and, and things are improving. So now we get to the direct earned premiums and how much they've taken in in 2020. This is clip four. For the full year 2020, we generated direct earned premiums of $99.7 million compared to $102.2 million in the prior year. Direct earned premiums were impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic as we saw 30% less driving nationwide from the second through fourth quarters of 2020 compared to the same period in 2019. Driving patterns can cause total premium to vary in any given period given our mileage-based pricing model. And therefore, as driving returns to pre-COVID levels, revenue will increase in a commensurate manner. So MetroMile in 2020 earned $99.7 million from direct earned premiums, okay? The premiums that their users are paying to use the service. And if you recall, earlier on, Dan Preston mentioned that there are 92,635 policies that are enforced in 2020. So then if you simply just take the policies in force and divide it by the direct earned premiums, each individual MetroMile customer, user, pays about $1,000, $1,076 to be exact, $1,076 every year to MetroMile. And as Lindsay said, it makes sense that their revenue is down by a little less than $3 million from 2019 to 2020. It'll be interesting to see at the end of 2021 what that number looks like. It should it should be the case that in 2021, their direct earned premiums will be more than what it is in 2020. That's fairly easy to infer. Okay, then we get to the question and answer portion of the earnings call. And there was a gentleman by the name of Jed Kelly. He's an analyst for Oppenheimer. And he asked a very good question with regards to how MetroMile is continuing to build out their entire services. One of the things that Dan mentioned earlier on in the earnings call was how they're looking to evolve in 2021, where they are not just going to be offering car insurance, but they are going to start to look at homeowners insurance as well. 
And so this is what Jed Kelly from Oppenheimer asked and Dan Preston's reply to that. And then can you talk, just talk about, you know, how your algorithms are going to adjust for the bundling you called out in the shareholder letter? Thank you. On, on bundling, um, one of the uh, exciting parts about being able to offer um, both homeowners and um, an auto together, um, which is likely going to be the first product, is that we can offer some discounts to our customers associated with that, um, given that customers who will bundle the product will have a, um, a higher lifetime value, higher retention, um, and ultimately likely lower cost of acquisition as well as we're able to um, acquire customers that previously may have not had that bundling discount. Um, and so that will be part of, um, as, as you asked about the algorithm, um, we also expect that that will open up a number of new opportunities for us in different channels um, that uh, that previously, well, if someone were, say, a renter and saving, say, you know, 40 or 50% of Metro Mile as a homeowner, you may not save as much. Um, but when, once we start bundling that, our pricing discount um, should be closer to what a renter may have, for instance. Um, so that certainly will help us a lot. Okay, so this is natural for any insurance company that they want to offer umbrella packages. And so Metromile is on their way to competing with the likes of the Allstates and the Geicos of the world. The one thing I still would call into question about this particular strategy is seeing how many policies are enforced with Allstate and Geico. Again, Allstate has about 21 million, Geico 28 million. I don't even know what AAA has and some of these other ones. But Metro Mile has 92,000, just a shy under 93,000. And it seems to me that there could be more of a strategic effort to really increase the size of their policies in force rather than trying to bundle things up. Again, this is my own two cents of it all. Obviously, them going public, they are strapped with cash, so they can do a lot of things now. I just think that if, especially if every person that signs up with Metro Mile is saving 47% on average, well, it seems to me that in a depressed economy, a lot of people are going to start to look for ways that they can save a little bit of money here and there so they can conquest a lot of new people into Metro Mile. And then, yes, eventually, of course, you want to offer them, you know, homeowners insurance and boat insurance and any other kind of insurance product. But it almost seems to me that there's still so much opportunity by going after policies in force, going after new members, new member signups. So that is what Metro Mile, that was Metro Mile earnings call. Like I said, this past week, Metro Mile has been trading right in that $10, sub $10 range. And... This is a company I'm following closely. I do believe in this paper mile insurance model. I like it a whole lot. I think there are definitely some aspects of it that are going to be tough to overcome. One of which is getting folks to install that pulse device. Anyhow, thanks for tuning into this episode of Whisker Weekly. As we end every episode, cheers, Brostelheim, Kipis, Nastravi, Salud, Kampai, Mabru, Tutsins, Gambe, Yamas, Nastarovie, Vo, Salute, and Saudi to the customer experience.
business class listeners. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Wisco Weekly. If you enjoyed the show, please do provide Wisco Weekly a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I'll be here again next week. Wisco Weekly is providing this information for educational purposes only. We are not providing legal, accounting, or financial advisory services, and this is not a solicitation or recommendation to buy or sell any stocks, options, or other financial instruments or investments. Examples that address specific assets, stocks, options, or other financial instrument transactions are for illustrative purposes only and may not represent specific trades or transactions that we have conducted. In fact, we may use examples that are different or the opposite of transactions we have conducted or positions we hold. This site and any information or training therein is also not intended as a solicitation for any future relationship, business or otherwise between the members or participants and the moderators. No express or implied warranties are being made with respect to these services and products. All investing and trading in the securities market involves risk. Any decisions to place trades in the financial markets, including trading in stock or options or other financial instruments, is a personal decision that should only be made after thorough research, including a personal risk and financial assessment, and the engagement of professional assistance to the extent you believe necessary.